0: Hi, everyone. My name is Sophia.
1: And my name is Hank.
0: And welcome to You Know Me So Well. Today, we're going to be talking about friendships. And I feel like we can offer very unique perspectives because we don't just have, like, me talking about female friendships, but Hank can also talk about, I guess, male friendships. Or we talk about friendships from the female and male perspective. I also, at some point in this episode want to introduce a idea that I've felt very strongly about for a while now and I've wanted to like make it a thing. So we're gonna do that. Stay tuned for that for right now. We'll just start it off easy. So Hank, as a male, what's it like having friends?
1: (laughs) Having friends as a male is very different than having friends as a female.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I feel like like some people that I would describe as some of my best friends. I really only talk to them like once every couple months, you know? Like it's like I can still reach out to them whenever I want and they can reach out to me whenever they want. It's just like it's like we just picked up right where we left off. Um I think male friendships are a lot of the time pretty casual. Like I never really ever argue or have argued with any of my friends in the past and we've been friends since like elementary school and like we've never we just never had any arguments. You see those memes like where it's like guys make five friends when they're in elementary school and that's the only friends they ever make their entire life and it's like, yeah, basically.
0: Yeah, I feel like all of Hank's closest friends, the ones that I know of, are all from like middle high school. Like he'll tell me these like um When we were back in L.A. and also actually last weekend, but mainly when we were back in L.A., um, two of his friends came to visit him. And I feel like as we were preparing for this, Hank was like, I remember when this one, you know, like invited me to like do this and this in eighth grade. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) like I'm not even really friends with. I mean, I guess I have like one friend that has stayed consistent, but like for the most part, my friends have changed over time.
1: Yeah, like, one of the friends who came to visit me, we've literally been friends since I moved to Pittsburgh in third grade, and him and I have been friends since we were in fourth grade. And, like, it's been constant. Like, there's never been a time where we weren't friends. Like, every year, we just always stayed close. And then Tommy moved to Pittsburgh in sixth grade, and we've been friends ever since he got there.
0: Fun fact, Tommy slept on my couch last weekend. (laughs) So (laughs) that's for reference.
1: Tommy and I are very close.
0: But what's also interesting about like what I've observed from Hank and his friends. So like I'm going to guess like male friendships in general. is just like they never really know what's going on with each other. But yet they're like, you know, like they're just they're just there. They're all they're your buddies. They're always there. And yet, I don't know. I always like expect to like. I expect there to be more, and there's not. It's very simplistic.
1: You can talk about literally anything you want with your friends, and it's entertaining. Like, we'll just sit there naming old sports players or, like, just talk about old memories, and that's literally all we'll do. And it's a good time. And they're very fun memories. But, um, yeah, no, they're definitely very casual. Not that, like, I've, I've definitely... I've talked to my friends about very serious stuff before and, like, been there for them through very... You know tough and serious things and they've been there for me but you know i think that's part of what makes male friendships great honestly is that they're casual a lot of the time it's just like a nice no stress thing to have but when you're going through something you can absolutely depend on them and another thing in male friendships to really switch up what i was talking about male friends like to act like they're gay for each other
0: yeah i've observed this yeah One time when I was living in Hawaii, I decided to stay up. I would go to bed really early. That's because I was from the East Coast. So there's like a major time difference. But anyways, one day I was like, I'm going to stay up later. And I ended up hanging out. I lived in a house with four guys and two other girls. And I ended up with just like two of the guys. And I thought I was like living through a fever dream. Like they were (laughs) literally going at it with each other. And I was like, what is happening right now? Like, Please help me. Anyways, yeah. This
1: is guy friendships are fairly low stress, not a lot of conflict between them. And it's like, yeah, the friends you make early on tend to be the most consistent. Like you just have them forever. Not the like I've definitely made other friends. I made a couple of friends in LA, and yeah, I'm definitely close with both of them. But it's like the friends you make early on just somehow stay constant through your whole life.
0: The other thing I want to say is your definition of close is, like, so different from my definition of close. Like, Hank's definition of close is I talk to them maybe, like, once a month.
1: My Okay, yeah. My definition of close, though, is defined by, like, what I can talk to them about. Like, but with Marcel, like, we, we like, we really don't talk very often. But we'll call each other, like, once a month, and we actually get, like, pretty personal. Like, we... You know, just really get into some deep stuff. And that's just it. See you next month. If I know that I can talk to you at any time about something more serious and you can talk to me anytime about something more serious, then yeah, I'd say we're close. I think that's fair. Sure. Sure. But yeah, let's hear about some female friendships.
0: Female friendship. So I feel like for girls, friendship comes differently to everyone. Obviously, like, I guess when I talk about like female friendship I'll talk about it from my experience and I'm sure there are people out there who can relate or who have experienced a lot of the same things I have but I wouldn't say it's like the general population. I think for certain girls like friendship comes super easily and they have a lot of friends and like their friends are their world and support system and stuff like that. For me it's not always been like that. I've had periods of times in my life where I felt like I really didn't have a lot of friends or I didn't have close friends. I would say actually I'm sort of in that period now and I have been for a while and then I've had periods in my life where I had really close friends and like would hang out with them all the time and just like it felt like I had like a great support system within friendship but yeah, I think it's just different for everyone. I think female friendships are. Well, I've learned about this. I've taken communication classes and psychology classes. Female friendships really build rapport through like gossip and like sharing stories. And I feel like I I've really used that to my advantage. Um, the moment I got into college, I was sort of on this. Like I wasn't like I need to get friends, but I was like, okay, like there's so many new people to meet and stuff like that. Like let's start meeting people. So I would like DM this girl and we'd talk for a little bit. Maybe we're like considering to be roommates or something like that, whatever it was. Eventually we'd FaceTime. I had this one story. It wasn't even that cool of a story or anything, but like it was a story that like was vulnerable enough to kind of showcase that I was like willing to open up and it was like a fun story like we were all just like really young and like I don't know I feel like when you go to like a a school where everyone was very academically inclined like no one really had like a crazy high school experience so this was a little bit on the crazier side so I would tell this story and like it would always launch into this like long conversation of I'd tell the story, they'd comment on it, then maybe they would share a story. And then all of a sudden it would be like seven hours later and we'd been on FaceTime and it was like, now I have a new friend. So that's definitely, I feel like big in female friendships. And I think closeness is defined by having someone who is just there to talk to. Someone that you can like always kind of count on if something happens you can share stories you know like I don't know like let's say some guy hits on you or you almost got hit by a car like the first person you're gonna go to or not maybe the first person but like you're gonna go to them and be like guess what just happened and they'll respond and they'll be excited and they'll probably do the same for you so I think that for me is important in like a friendship like if I want to determine something as a friendship I have to say like we have something, some kind of banter, something going on between us, and it's, like, reciprocated. That's also important to me. Um, So I feel like that's sort of my take on female friendships. Not the general take, but my take. Hank, do you think guys and girls can be friends?
1: I do, yeah. I think guys and girls can absolutely be friends. Um, Will it ever be... 100% 100% platonic. Sometimes, yes, but I think some of it depends on how long have you known the girl. Like, if you've known the girl for, this is from my perspective, obviously, this is works for everyone. If you guys have known each other for a really long time, and nothing has ever happened or, like, even come close to happening, then I think absolutely, that's just, just a platonic friendship. That's, like, almost like your brother or sister at that point. Like, Nothing will ever come out of that. But me saying that I don't think a lot of male-female friendships are ever 100% platonic, if you're listening to this and you have a significant other who has friends of the opposite sex, you don't need to be worried. Just because I say it's not 100% platonic doesn't mean you have to be worried about every single person of the opposite sex that your partner is friends with. Because me saying it's not 100% platonic just means that the possibility if everything ever lined up was there. It doesn't mean you need to be worried about then that something's going to happen or that something even ever will happen. I just think that with a friend of the opposite sex, the possibility is a lot of the time there. What are your thoughts on it?
0: I would say I agree. I definitely think, like, I wouldn't say I've had a ton of male friendships, but I've had, like, I guess, like, a good amount. And there's obviously, like, there's some, like, friends that I've had where it's, like, no, like, never. <laughs> I don't think, like, anything would come out of it in any way.
1: Right. Well, let me let me just say so. Like, I have some female friends, too, where it's, like, it just would never happen. Like, it's just neither one of us would ever want that to happen. But we'll we'll always be friends.
0: Yeah. Um, But then you also have like the flip side, especially like as a girl where it's like you have that male best friend and all of a sudden everything just like falls out of place and you're like, oh, they like me. I've had this happen twice. I've only ever had, I think, like two like guy best friends and both of them have disappointed The first one just like it was so clear like we became friends and then I was like wait a minute something's off here and the second one I was fully convinced that there was never going to be this problem and then there was and it really like threw me off and Hank actually knows about this because Hank was around when it happened so Um, I feel like it's always a little risky because You know, after I got blindsided, I was like, you never, you never really know. And I think also, like, as a girl, sometimes you're like, huh, like, I wonder, you know, like, I'm friends with this guy and, like, he's, like, my brother. But, like, also I kind of wonder if he likes me, you know? Because you always know that there's that possibility that they're not going to be like, so, by the way, like, I like you, but we're still friends. So, like, that's it. Like, like, Hank, do you think guys are going to come out and, like, try and ruin a friendship if they think they don't have a chance?
1: Guys can convince themselves of ever, of anything in that circumstance. So I'm going to say yes. It is possible. Uh, I was hoping you'd say probably not. I'm not saying it's a 100. Depends on the person, too. But it, the possibility is there.
0: Anyways, the point is, like, I feel like as a girl, you never really know who's into you and who's not. And... It's easy to get blindsided, especially speaking from personal experience. Um, I don't know. I I think that it's much more likely from a girl side than a guy side. Hank, would you agree?
1: I want to say yes, but I actually feel like it's probably pretty equal. Okay. That's my personal. I don't really have any evidence to back that up, but something just tells me like the stereotype is that, but. At the end of the day, it's probably not like that.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, you always hear about the like girl best friend horror story, like when you're in a relationship. Right. So like I said earlier, I feel like I'm in this period of time right now where I feel like I don't have – I think I said I feel like I don't have a lot of friends, but it's really that I feel like I don't have a lot of close friends. I think if you were to ask me, like, who are people that I'm acquainted with it's like a significantly long list. But if you were to ask me, like, if something were to happen, like, let's say you were to have a mental breakdown and your parents are not around, Hank's not around, you need someone to talk to and you have to rely on a friend, who would you go to? My answer to that right now would probably be no one. And that's because I feel like for me to call someone a close friend and to feel like I can comfortably rely on them if I really, well, okay, I think there's a little bit of an exception. I would say like now that I really thought about it, I think there's like one person I may consider reaching out to. So yeah, there's like one, I would say there's like one person right now who I I would feel maybe comfortable
1: speaking to. Before you continue, I have a question. How often do female friends just, like, check up on each other?
0: Like, how often do they check up on each other? I feel like if you're really close to them, like, every day.
1: Okay. And, like, when I mean check up on you, just, like, hit you up. Just be like, how are you? Like, are you okay? I don't
0: really get that. What do you mean? Like, I don't really have anyone who does that to me.
1: But in in your past friendships... Like, did it occur? Like, how often did it occur?
0: Okay, but now now the question is, is this someone I'm really close to that I talk to every day? Like, John.
1: Okay, let me rephrase where I'm going with this. Because John and I don't necessarily do that because we talk, like, every day. Right. Where I was going with this is, I think the reason I still, like, I and other guys in general... Will still feel really close to people that they only talk to like every month or two is because you'll text them or you'll get text from them and it's just like out of the blue like how are you? Like are you good? like Yeah like do girls do that?
0: I okay I'm sure there are people out there who do this and those are the friends I personally need. I feel like for me it's so rare to have that and it's really like in the last year it's maybe happened like max a handful of times like I had a friend like reach out to me like a couple weeks ago I had like commented on her be real and then she like surprisingly like reached out and was like I miss you and I was like oh that's sweet you know I miss you too but that was such a rare occasion like I was in shock I'd like to transition into talking about temporary friendships I don't think we really know who our audience is, but I'm gonna guess you're around the same age as us and most likely in college. Um, and if you're not in college now, you might be in college later or you were in college, etc. cetera. I remember when I started college, I kept seeing this stuff about how college is the time for temporary friendships. And I think there's nothing more true than that. I, I've gone through so many friendships in this time period. But I remember when I started college, and I was meet, actually before I started college. So when I got into college, and I was prepping to start college, I was obviously meeting a lot of people off of like the Facebook pages and Instagram and et cetera. And I was DMing them, and we'd Facetime sometimes, and it was like all these people. It was just an influx of people in my life, and there was this one girl that I became—I I became pretty close with a lot of people pretty quickly. And they all heard this one story that I told everyone. Anyways, long story short. So I, I became friends with this one girl and we had actually decided we were going to be roommates and we were super excited about it. We were like planning out our lives together. Then like because um, I was I was the COVID year where uh, they had school remote. Um, and so we went remote. So obviously then we weren't going to be roommates, but we were like planning out our lives together. And like, I just remember I had this superficial perception of college being that time where you meet these people who are going to be your bridesmaids. Like I was like, college is where I meet my bridesmaids who are going to be at my wedding like many years later, you know, best friends for life kind of thing.
1: I think I met my groomsmen when I were, when I was uh, nine years old.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so I thought college was going to be my time to shine um and so like we got really close we were like planning out our lives together we wanted to do like we wanted we were thinking of like living in New York because of like this whole COVID thing like let's take let's move to New York and do school remotely and like find a cutesy little like apartment etc you know let's do this trip to blah blah like we just had we had a Pinterest board together like we were doing the most and I just remember thinking like oh my god I cannot believe that I found like I think I actually at that point thought I had like two different bridesmaids already. I was like, I can't believe I found like two of my bridesmaids. And then, so now we'd been friends for maybe six or so months, maybe a little longer than that. And like, we'd also like FaceTime every week. Like we'd keep up with each other, you know, the whole thing, even though we were like on the other side of the country from each other, like we would keep up. And then I decided I was going to move to Hawaii and I decided I was going to really tell people. It was going to be more of just like a surprise, like, oh my God, she's all of a sudden in Hawaii. Why is she there? You know? I just wanted to have fun with it. But I did tell her before I went because I decided I'd tell like my closer friends. And I just think she had a little bit of a negative reaction to it. And then I moved and then our friendship sort of just fizzled out. And after that, we weren't ever friends again I hung out with her once when we were both in LA together and at that point I realized we were in so such different places in our lives that like a friendship was just not a thought but this was someone who I really considered like my I guess like best friend. Like I think I was just like using that term pretty lightly but like we talked a lot like she was you know we were just friends you know we were good friends and all of a sudden we weren't friends anymore and this just constantly kept happening. I had actually I had an experience like this before. Um, I had these people where I'd get really really close with them And the friendship would last maybe six, seven months and then something would happen and then the friendship would end. And maybe I'd become friends with them again later on and maybe I wouldn't, more likely I wouldn't. This just happened over and over and over again. And I went through so many considerably close friends who I don't even speak to now. Or if I do speak to them, it's the friendship dynamic is kind of different from what it was um so it's you know like with that it it gets a little sad because i feel like you have these like great friendships and all of a sudden something goes wrong and you're like okay like that's another one gone and i think for me especially like when i am friends with someone i'll tell my parents and my parents are the type of people who constantly like to keep up with my life and so when i talk to them you know when i talk to them on the phone or While I was still at home and I talked to them there, you know, they'd be like, So, how is this and this? For example, I had a really, really close friend who I lived with in Hawaii. Then we were, he was my downstairs neighbor when I initially moved to LA. And then I even also stayed with his family at their home in the Bay Area for two weeks. And like, they, I was sick during the time, like, his mom took care of me, like, for My parents, that was, like, the epitome of a friendship. Like, in their mind, they probably thought that was, like, a lifelong friendship because of how close we'd been and everything we'd experienced together and all that. And then something happened, and, like, I don't really talk to him anymore. And my parents still ask about him to this day, and it's, like, so awkward because it's, like, I can only really tell them what I see on social media, and that's not a lot. And to them, I don't think, like, my parents aren't from – they weren't born in the U.S. and so they're not really used to this idea of like you have a friend and then you don't have a friend. So them like trying to grasp that this person is just no longer in my life and I don't check up on them and they don't check up on me is so strange. So yeah, so that I just had to throw that in there because I feel like that's sort of been my experience with friendships over the past couple of years since I left high school. I want to introduce a new thing that i felt pretty passionate about for a while now. And it's called friendship boundaries. So when I was talking about how like I feel like I'm in this period of not having a lot of close friends currently, a big part of it is because I feel like my standards for what a friendship is at this point in my life is significantly higher than it ever was before. And that's because When I got into this relationship with Hank, it was the first time, and it's not that I hadn't experienced this in friendship before, I most definitely did, but it had been a while. I'd been in college for a while. I'd experienced so many different temporary friendships, and now I'm friends with this person, and I'm not friends with this person, and the whole thing. And so when I got into this relationship with Hank, it was sort of like a reality check of, oh interesting. If someone, and obviously a relationship is different from a friendship, you can tell me this, I know, but there's still elements to it that are somewhat similar. So it made me realize like, oh, if someone wants to hang out with you, if someone wants to be friends with you, if someone wants to maintain a friendship with you, they will likely put in the effort too. One-sided friendships just mean that there's something lacking. And is it really worth maintaining a one-sided friendship if you're the one who's putting in all the work and that's how I'd felt about a lot of my friendships at this point. With a lot of them it was like I felt like I was constantly reaching out. I also felt like many times I wouldn't hear back from said friend for a while like a couple of days would go by and it's like how can I rely on them to share information about my life if they're not going to actively respond to it, I get it. Everyone has their lives. Like they have stuff going on. I'm not saying like, okay, like I text and then you need to respond within the next five minutes. I just mean like within a day, you know, it's like we have period, like I, not everyone is super busy. And especially because I feel like the people that I was friends with where I was experiencing this, it's like I knew that they spent a lot of time on their phone. And I knew that they spent a lot of time like maybe procrastinating or not really doing stuff with their lives Like we, I think we all like mindlessly sit on our phone. So it was like, why can't I get a a response? And at the same time, it felt always so weird because these same people had a lot of friendships. And I always wondered how they maintain these other friendships with people because my general experience in life is that I've always been the one who has had to plan stuff or bring up the idea of like, let's do something, you know, let's get something to eat. Let's, hang out, like what about this weekend, you know? I've always felt like the planner since I was like, like since I came out of the womb, honestly. Like I had friends, like family, my like really close friends slash family friends when I was really young, like I would constantly, my parents were like, you're independent. You have to call them if you want to hang out with them. So at eight years old, I would, you know, dial them up and call and the mom would answer and I'd be like, hi, like, do they want to hang out with me today? So I've always felt like I'm the planner friend. But I never understood how people who aren't planner friends or seemingly aren't planner friends and then other people who I also know aren't planner friends managed to make so many plans together. And that's where I started to feel like, do these people actually want to hang out with me? Like, why am I not being given the time of day if it seems like we have a good friendship growing? So what's what's the problem here? And that's when I started to realize that just like in a relationship, you need to create boundaries for friendships. I think it's so easy. And I don't know if it's the same for guys, but I know for girls, it's so easy to just let anything go because who doesn't want to have friends? And especially if there's like some great aspects to the friendship, like you don't just want to be like, all right, well, there there's a lot going on here but like I'm enjoying it like let me just cut them off you know so we let a lot of things happen but it's like what happens when you kind of feel unfulfilled by the friendship what happens when you're questioning whether that person wants to be friends with you and there's just no sign of oh yeah no it's fine this friendship is normal So I think at this point in my life, I've created boundaries. You know, I expect that, like, if I am going to develop a new friendship with someone, there's going to be a little bit of testing, you know? I want to see whether, like, this person is going to kind of meet my standards for a friendship so that I don't, like, emotionally exhaust myself into this friendship and then realize, wait, do they even like me? Like, do they even want to be friends with me? Like, it's just... Everyone, I feel like I have better things to do than to try and like overexert myself in a friendship just to keep it going. So yeah, with that being said, when we got into the relationship, I did kind of a lot of my, not a lot, but like some of my closer friendships did fizzle out because I just felt like I couldn't keep up with them anymore and I felt like I deserved more in a friendship. And it did suck a little because specifically one friendship this person had been my friend through some major points of my like college experience and had really been there through my like single life and so when I got into the relationship and my friendship with her fizzled out and I was really really hoping like there you know I was hoping maybe she would reach out she never did and I just felt like I can't keep you know reaching out to her so whatever the friendship fizzled out but when it happened it was a little sad because it was like I felt like I lost that like big part of me as well that single life that I had before getting into this relationship and so it was definitely like it was a it was a it was a bad like friendship breakup for me. I definitely thought about it for a long time. So, anyways, so that was definitely difficult, but it was also sort of a learning lesson of I think I deserve more in a friendship and I don't want to constantly be overexerting myself to like feel like I'm receiving nothing from the other side. So, I feel like at this point in my life, my standards for someone who I may develop a friendship with is significantly higher and I feel like there are these kind of like obviously I'm not going to be like oh you don't mark all my boxes like this is not we just can't be friends I will welcome anyone openly and spend time with them because you know I like spending time with people but I do realize that like if I want to determine something as a close friendship and I want to keep it going I feel like I need to see like I I need to see them reciprocate it a little, I need to see that they're interested in the friendship as well, and that, you know, like, I'm not, it doesn't feel one-sided just with, like, planning things, but also, like, me telling them stuff about my life, like, I want to hear about your life too, Um, so yeah, so I think it's kind of important to have those boundaries, and I feel like if you feel the same way I did, create some boundaries for yourself, Um, you know, know your worth, know that you're a great person, know that you can be a great friend, um, especially if you're putting in the work for it and say, I'm not going to keep like allowing this stuff to happen and make myself feel bad in the process. So 2023 is for friendship boundaries.
1: No, I agree with a lot of that. It's very important to realize and see who reaches out to you. You know, like, like you were saying, friendship boundaries. Make sure you're not the only one ever talking to them and hitting them up. I think a big thing for me personally is back in like, it's a little less like this now, but it still is a lot like this. I basically communicated with everyone in my life over Snapchat. Like over the Snapchat chat, that was how I communicated with everyone in my life. Um, except for like family, obviously, but you can get what I'm saying. Um, and then like towards the end of 2020, I was just like stressed, overwhelmed with life. And so I deleted like all my social medias, all Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, everything. And I think it, it was fairly apparent to me. It said a lot who texted me once I did that and who I just stopped hearing from. To me, that said a lot. And it's not a coincidence that the people who chose to try and text me are the ones who I would call my close friends that I could talk about something more serious with. So yeah, just notice the ones that put an effort to reach out to you and actually try to be your friend.
0: Well, I think we could probably say so much more about this topic, but we are going to try and refrain from keeping you for too long. So thank you so much for listening. Maybe we'll end up doing a part two at some point. If you guys are interested, let us know. I don't know how you do that. Oh, we have an email. We also have social media. I don't know. Let us know. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.